This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, welcome back to Swans Cast Podcast. So, um, is your place for all things Swansea City in terms of conversation and discussion? And I'm joined today by Lee once again. So welcome back, Lee. Hello. And joining us is uh, Jordan Weber. Been on the channel a couple of times and back for a special episode to discuss the first South Wales derby of the season. So Thanks for having me, Jordan. Guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers for coming on again. Oh, I, I mean, I think. Everyone always loves to discuss a derby day, don't they? Well, I mean, depends which way you look at it, really, isn't it? <laughs> but before the match, you know, you can say whatever you want in it. But after the match, oh, yeah. maybe we'll start hiding away. I'm joking. We won't hide. We'll own everything we say today. <laughs> anyway, how are you both? What have you been getting up to that last week or so? Lee, been uh, been busy, haven't you? Yeah, had a busy weekend. Went to the uh, the NFL in London. That was that was class. That was really enjoyed that. Um, was that in Tottenham Stadium. Oh yeah! Oh my God! What a stadium! I thought it would be good, but it was just out of this world. It's ridiculous. Out of this got, world. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I think though, like it'd be weird to have that as your home stadium because it's such a big stadium and it's really different. It almost feels like not personal if that makes sense. Like we've got like a smallish stadium, we and it feels like that's our home ground, but. Yeah, it was class. It was so good. They got like loads of different food things all over the place, like street food things. So you can have like whatever you want. It's weird because like Tottenham, I know they're like one of the better teams in the country, but they're not like Man United in terms of historic, successful, like big club. But they probably got like one of the better stadiums in the in the in the country at the moment. I I go as far as say it's the best stadium I've been to. Yeah. Yeah, well, I go compete with the likes of you know the well, Bernabeu and. Well, I am, I am, I am been there. I, I've been to the, the new camp once, but it wasn't like for a game. It was like the tour. But um, before, I'd say Arsenal. I thought the Emirates was good, but I think that yeah. Spurs Stadium is just new level. It's just new in there, I guess. So the new big yeah. stadiums always going to outdo each other. If you, it's, per- it's like it's like purpose built for the NFL as well. Like they built it with that in mind. So it's have you seen the way they do the pitch? They like, like take the pitch into out the ground or something. Yeah, they like remove the football pitch and then the NFL pitch comes out. Well, the NFL pitch is like underneath and the, the grass pitch for the football just like slides out into the well, car park. Is the NFL not grass? No, it's like the 
the three G with the you know oh, like with right. the black rubber things, just like that. Yeah. So what the the pitch for the football? They'll just close some of the car park and it just goes in there on wheels. I don't think it like I don't think it goes like outside. It's like underneath. It's underground. Have a look on what YouTube. Have, or something. Like, uh, like, them, them fake sun things under the car park. Let's just keep it like. I don't know. They yeah they treat it. It comes out in blocks. Like it comes out in like little blocks at a time. It just all slides out, and then the the NFL pitch is underneath. Oh. Did you have like one of those pints where you put your glass? Yeah, on the I, and then what was I it like? Vid- yeah, it's weird. I got a video of it because I wanted to see it actually in person. So it was really sad that I was watching them like pour the pint. Chuck it they up just, they literally, yeah, they literally just clip it on top, and the beer just rises from the bottom. It's does got it, like um, does it it's got like a better? thing. Yeah, it all tastes it all tastes good, doesn't it? They had uh, they had neck oil as well. Beaver yeah, Town, oh. the IPA is really nice. Oh, oh no. nice. But there's um yeah it's weird it's got like um a thing at the bottom like a rubber thing at the bottom and it like pierces it and then when it pulls out it closes so they literally just clip them on and the beers are just filling up so you, have, you just serve yourself no 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 it's just um not where i was it was like still you ordered them oh. but they were just doing it in front of you they just like oh what do you want and they put the they put it on the clip in front of you and then you just take it in when it's full Sounds good. A bit different than going to the railway or something like that. No? <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> Down the globe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, maybe one day they'll have they'll have uh, pints that fill from the bottom everywhere. Who I'm knows? sure. I'm sure someone said to me that they they got that in East End now. The ones that fill from the bottom, but I don't know if that's true. I know they were meant to have it in the Westbourne at some point or something similar. You know, in in town, like where you well, yeah. maybe one from the bottom. It was just where you. Fill your own pint or something. So perhaps yeah, they've got that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Jordan, what's your week been like? Nowhere near as entertaining. It's <laughs> <laughs> at the top down now, isn't it? I should have yeah. done the other way around. But, uh... <laughs> you should have done it the complete other way around. Very, very chill week for me. Very, yeah. very chill week. I've, I've, I've been off the grid a bit. I haven't really tweeted or anything like that. I haven't really done... Making I haven't really done much. Making reappearance now to discuss I am. how the Swans are going to smash Cardiff. Exactly that. But no, I haven't... Uh... I have really done a lot other than work, to be honest. That's like where this is all I've done. Do you know all what? Done. I'm in the same boat as you. Oh, only thank thing, God for that. The only thing I've really done that's a little bit remotely exciting to my life is watch the F1 on Sunday last week. But, and then that was quite a boring race, so, I mean... See, now with F1, I, I really, really want to get into it, but... I don't know where to start, and everyone just says like just watch a race. Yeah, but just I'm watch like, a race. There's all these teams, and like, just I watch it, and then ask the questions you need to ask, and then that's how you're going to get into it. That's true. That is true. So, like, watch, I, I, watch, I, I, watch a qualifying as well, because that's good. Because that's where they're all just like trying to fly as fast as they can around the track. The race okay. isn't necessarily you're not always driving as quick as you can race because you've got to like manage a little bit of your tires, manage a bit of your fuel. Um, get to the end, like you know, that will take people. But in qualifying, it's literally who can go the fastest. So that's always good to watch as well. Like okay. I, I went, I went to the pub. Um, this this was probably like about a month ago now. When I watched watched a race with one of the boys, and he's like massive on his F one, and he was talking about Vettel, Bottas, and all these names. Right? And he was like, Ah, do you agree? And I said, uh, Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to when I, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll just, <laughs> just have a look, have a watch, and then you'll see their names popping up and down, and you'll start uh, you'll start picking bit, bits up. I've, you probably I've always struggled. You pick a favorite, and then you get into it, and then, like, I guess any sport really. Like, I never really watched much NFL, but um, I was betting on a Super Bowl last year just because everyone else was, you know. Oh, I'm yeah. obsessed, I'm obsessed with it. 
Well, I've, I struggled to get into uh, <coughs> F1. But then a lot of people don't like the NFL because it's stop-start, but I, I just can't get enough of that. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. It's been a good year to get into F1 because it's been a little bit less boring. Like, the last couple of years, Hamilton's dom- dominated a bit. But there's actually yeah. a competition this year. So if you're going to get into it, now is a good time. Anyway, let's actually get to what we're here for. So before we start, um, I just want to say I've been having a little bit of look looking at our analytics for the channel. I've noticed that 23% of people watching our videos are not subscribed. So I just want to do a massive call out, uh, sort of call to action, if you like. If you don't mind clicking that subscribe button, we're only um, nine, not nine, sorry, seven people away from 400 subscribers. So if you can help us reach that goal, maybe by the derby, that would be like fantastic. You, so, you love a stat, don't you? Well, I went in to have a look, and I'm actually quite impressed that it's that low. I thought it would have been hugely higher, but only, you know, 70, yeah. 70 percent of people that watch our videos are subscribed already, so let's get the rest of them part, pretty of, good. Uh, part of the team, if you like. Anyway, on to the nitty-gritty then. So Swansea versus Cardiff at the Swansea.com stadium. Never going to get used to saying that. No, definitely not. Sunday no, the definitely. 17th of October. I think there's always one, like, in October, in there, or maybe early November yeah. sometimes, but seems to be around this time where we're playing them around a week or two either way of Halloween um, home leg first this year obviously everybody knows the story behind this match no team has ever done the double fresh start both teams licking their lips maybe so you can get the first uh, first sort of bragging rights to give themselves that opportunity to create history or maybe nobody will maybe there'll be you know, a bit of a boring match and be a draw but that's what we're going to discuss. So it's kind of a match of two styles contrasting, as it always has been. And I think it's one of the reasons why it's such an exciting derby match, because you've got, especially this year again, Swansea going back to their sort of roots, if you like, with their passing style of football. Dominating possession, on average, they've had 64.1% possession this season, highest in the league. Um, you know, maybe they're not going in on their best form. I believe it's one win in eight games. However, it's only four, only three defeats in those in those eight games as well. So a lot of draws. Um, you know, things are taken over in transition. We know the story around Swansea. Obviously, we discuss it every week. However, Cardiff had a really good start to the season, but have sort of tailed off a little bit of late. They've had five defeats in a row. They've actually lost seven out of their last eight games with one win. Mick McCarthy... His head is potentially on the chopping block. Some were expecting him to go at the start of the international break after they lost their last game. I think it was to Reading. He didn't get mm. sacked. He's still there. I think it was a case of like one or two days after that match, kind of missed the opportunity. Got to stick with him now. Stick with him for the derby. This could be his last chance. So that could go two ways. It could be a case of like he saves his job. Or he, well, they never see him again. Just adds a lot of context, a lot of sort of uh, interesting factors to this match. You've already got the Taylor two styles. Uh, just to add to that as well, so Cardiff like to sit back and defend. They've scored six of their goals this season from centre backs, four being from Flint, two from Morrison. Uh, Aiden Flint was actually the championship's top, top goal scorer at the start of the season for like a number of uh, game weeks. So having said all that, then let's get into it. Um, Jordan, let's start with you then. What do you think? Of uh, Sunday, with all that information I've just given you, what what are we saying? What what do you think is going to be the? What's, what's it going to be like? Well, so, someone's got to give in there. Uh, me personally, if the Swans keep playing the way they have been, I think the where we are on the table, it's not a reflection of the way we've been we've been playing. 
I think. Especially with everything we just read out to be. Realistically, we should be a little bit higher in the table. I know it's like a, you know, a transition season as well. Yeah, but... so we are 19th and Cardiff are 20th. So again, we're yeah. literally next yeah. to each other, both on 11 points. Like, I missed those two fa- details out, but uh, it couldn't be like so finely poised and perfect for a Derby match. Yeah, yeah. But I think if Martin... Martin's made it very clear that he's not going to change his style of play. The style of play he's playing is personally exactly like how you said. He's going back to the Swansea roots, but I think it's only a matter of time till goals start start flowing now, especially with someone like Piro and Oberfemi coming back as well. Yeah, but again, it's a derby. It's it's so hard to predict, you know. Like I, like for me, you could be top of the table and you could be playing your rivals who are bottom of the table and haven't won a game all season. Form isn't a thing like for me when it comes to the derby. I think both teams will just be up for it. And but I, I do, I would like to think with with the whole McCarthy situation, I I do think we will edge it. Not by much, but I think we will get three points. <clears throat> yeah, I think it would be interesting. You're talking about form. Arguably, both teams are going in in you know not great form, uh, but we you know six points better off in the last five games. So. You'd say we are going in in a better form. But it's not great at all. Cardiff's last match as well, this is interesting, against Reading. They lost 1-0, but they actually had 27 shots, and Reading had two. It's usually the other way around for Cardiff. Like I would say that's the sort of game plan they're going to have against us, is they would have the two yeah. shots and win 1-0 mm-hmm. or something like that. Like That's what they would try and do. So, Lee, what do you reckon um, for this match? Uh, I'm a bit nervous again. I think uh, it's been like what I felt like the longest international break ever. It seems ages for this to come around because it's on the Sunday as well. It's just it's been a bit of a big build-up. But uh, I don't know. I'd I'd argue it's one of the one of the biggest derbies we've had for ages. Just for um, just the meaning of it, the first one back with fans, just we're next to each other in the table. I think if um, I think if Cardiff lose, I think McCarthy goes. I think he'll walk. Yeah. Oh, well, he won't walk. He'll get sacked if uh, if he loses this. Um, and I, and frustratingly, I think if Cardiff beat us, I think a lot of the positivity that we've had probably goes out the window because you know what it's like when you lose a derby. Even though I you know, I do agree with you, I think we should be way further up the table, and I think we will be come the end of the season. Um, but I just think with the derby, by the derby loss, I think it just I think some fans will probably turn a bit. Uh, so I just say it's a massive game as it always is, but I uh, I think we're in a good place. I think goals has obviously been our problem, but as we were saying before we came on, like with Oberfemi coming back fit and then Cham coming back fit, I think that's massive. And I think if they can get them on the pitch, they'll they'll add to the goals, and I think we'll be uh, we'll be fine. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I got a concerning stat for Swans, which I thought would be a good thing to discuss. Great. Um, out of their last five home games, three of them have been nil-nil. One of them was a one-nil win. The other one we lost three-one to Stoke. But I just mean in terms of the lack of goals there, the amount of like nil-nils, and you know teams are clearly coming, they're sitting back and defending. We can't break them down, so we're not scoring. But obviously they, you know, they're not scoring either, which get a draw. Other than the odd occasion where you know we got a consolation against Stoke, who they probably played a little bit different. And and come at us and obviously caused us issues. And the other team that we managed to beat, which was Huddersfield, one nil. They played 
probably a little bit of a higher line than these other teams, where we did manage to get in behind and Peru was getting in behind and we got a goal, but still only managed to beat them 1-0, even though they were not being as defensive as some of these other teams. And you'd always expect, like, if we go 1-0 up against a team that's sitting back, it should open up the game more because they're going to have to come out and play. Which, again, I would say about Cardiff, they'll probably sit back is what they do and get counter-attacks going, kick the ball upfield... You know, if they get an early 1-0 like they did in the last home game last year, um, they'd happily sit back and defend that for the rest of the match. Whereas yeah. if we get an early goal, you know, they'd have to come out and I would like to think it would benefit our style more that we went 1-0 up and they have to come out. But yeah, based on the last five games at home, does that cause any concern for you two? Or... Um... I, I I gotta be honest, not at the moment. I think if it was something that dragged on over the course of the next maybe three home games, then yeah, something would drastically have to change. But with the fact it being a derby game, I think the players will just be right up for him. We'll see like a little bit more intensity. Whereas like the games you mentioned, don't be wrong, the football that we've seen has been fantastic at times, but there hasn't been that like um like cutting edge in terms of like someone's willing just to take a chance, which is why I like the fact that Cham is back. Like if yeah. he doesn't take it on from twenty five yards against Luke, then we don't get a point. I think we'll see a little bit more of that. We'll see someone who will pick up a ball from twenty five yards and have a pop, or maybe make like a bit more of a risky pass. Someone like Patterson, you know, I like we've got the players that can do it, and the fact now there's a derby game, I think we'll see a little bit more. So personally, I think it's the perfect time to kick on, especially at home, you know. So. That's how I see it. It's yeah. it's a it's a, just a tricky one all around, you know, when you try and predict the derby game. Um but I think if we are gonna up the intensity of our play now, it has to be on Sunday. Yeah, I think um the cutting edge up the top, that's where we need to increase that intensity because being Definitely. a little bit too pedestrian up there is what's causing us issues with goal scoring. Although I do feel like we have got better at creating chances. It did show that. Even though we we drew nil nil with Derby, I feel like we should have won that game. You know, we had fifteen shots. Yeah. They weren't all yeah. the most clear cut chances. Completely understand that. But, you know, there was several games last season under Steve Cooper where we weren't even getting over ten shots and we were winning one nil. So we just need to keep yeah, building on that, keep building on that and perhaps be a bit more clinical and take a little bit more risk. In the final third. Yeah. I've been saying it all season though. I think I think one game I don't know when it's coming, I keep going on about this one game where we are just gonna we're gonna tear someone apart. I think we need an early goal that goes in, you know, a luck that goes your way. You know, Grimes had a nearly scored the knee really early on against Derby. I think if that goes in yeah. we'd probably go on and win comfortably. The home games where we drew nil nil, there was you know, some we had some chances that should have been put away and a bit of you know, a bit of luck didn't go our way as well. So I think we're just going to have that one game where everything just falls our way, and the the way that they're playing, um, you can I can just back them just beating someone soon, like three or four nil. I'm not saying it's going to be Sunday. Yeah, sure? it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Yeah. Sure you do you want to go and say uh, that? No, no, not yet. I'm not going. I'm not putting my head on that chopping block yet. Maybe, maybe by the end of the, the podcast, I'll be a, a bit more upbeat. But uh, no, I think it is coming. I think it will come soon enough. Yeah. Um... Okay, let's speak about maybe some of the players that could make a difference here. Um, I don't know an awful lot about 
some of the players Cardiff have brought into the side this year. But I think I've a, I've a Cardiff fan in work with me, and he's been raving about this Giles on the wing. Mm-hmm. So um, do we know much about him? Is he how much of a threat is he going to be running up probably against Jake Bidwell and Manning on on his side? Again, I don't know a lot about him. Like I, I think it's the one that's on loan from Wolves, isn't it? Is it Wolves this man? Um, I believe I believe so. Yeah, I'll double check that now. Yeah, I can't. I can't say. I can't say I know a lot about him, but pacey apparently, like like you said, very yeah. pacey. And I think with Cardiff, like we all know them as a as a team, I just kicks it up to a big striker and also the best kind of thing. But if if you've got a a big target man like Kiefer Moore and then someone running in behind with a lot of pace, that can cause you a bit of damage. Yeah. So you know, you just gotta try and keep him quiet if he's as good as as obviously people say say he is. Yeah, um I think he is pacey. Yeah, looking at his stats from Reading and it says he had four key passes in that game, so he's clearly creating chances for for him. I mean we got well, Gibbs yeah. White and we saw what he was like when we got him from Wolves. Yeah. Uh you know, so he could be one that's that's you know there's 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 good ability there obviously come from a Premier League club and he's showing that he can maybe fit to this level so he's been good for them in what has been so far poor season he's definitely the one that's maybe standing out a little bit because I think the main man and I don't want to jinx us but Kiefer Moore's been a bit quiet this year. Cut cut cut. No. Just just scored for Wales as well. It's not a game, boys. Not a game. That's it. Yeah. But no, like he, he's obviously he's obviously their main man, and he like I know he hasn't scored for for a period of time. I mean, yeah. I know he's scored for Wales, but again, he's 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 the exact kind of player you'd want in a derby game. That's oh, yeah. that, and and that's that's why I'm really happy Bennett's back. I know I know Bennett is very much on the fence with a lot of Swans fans. Like maybe he's not decided with the way Martin wants to play, and he's just your typical. Solid centre back, but sometimes you need an option like that. Like we got plenty of centre backs who are great at, yeah, you know, keeping the ball on the floor, playing neat and tidy football. But when you come up against a team like Cardiff, you need someone like Ben who's just going to be no nonsense stuck in. And I think that's what what you need. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, uh, Lee. Like I've been looking at the team as well, and if you heard a lot of people saying that they don't know what Mick McCarthy's doing with all these centre backs because they're playing either. Five at the back or four at the back, but it seems like they're putting centre backs in the wing back position. Yeah, I, I watched Ke- one. Kieran yeah. Brown, is it Kieran Brown and then Mark yeah. McGuinness? Um, yeah, I watched the West Brom game when West Brom took him apart and they had five centre halves across the back five, flat, so no wing back. Yeah, comparing to us, obviously, you know, we've got man in Norton playing centre backs for us and then Latipodia sometimes out wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, different sort of reasons because we were looking at who's comfortable on the ball to keep passing but when you're playing like a counter-attacking game I don't really understand why he's put, put, putting centre-backs like you know you want them if they counter-attack and you're going to want them to run up make, make yeah going like... going back to like the the difference in style as well they're playing five centre-halves across a back five and we're playing four full-backs across a back five and one defender yeah. it's just totally different isn't it yeah completely different but yeah, I think you are right with Bennett Jordan. He's the one if you know put him up against Kiefer Moore. I he'll think be a bit like uh, rugged and old school. You don't that will. I was going to say that will suit them though if they play a flat back five against us. Obviously, with our wing backs being so high up the pitch, that's the perfect answer, really, isn't it? To having obviously we get our wing backs further up if they've got five centre halves flat at the back. There's going yeah. to be no room. Yeah, our so guys kind of will work. push right up because they probably won't be pinned back, will they? 
Yeah. And that's the thing as well. You look at, like for me, like one of the standout players for us is Ethan Led from United. Oh, I think yeah. if, he's, if he's going up against a pretty slow centre-back on his side, he's got bags of pace. He'll just run at him. Well, let's hope so, that he maintains this uh, system uh, for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, I don't know if Morrison's injured, but he wasn't featured against Reading. Whether he'd be back for this game, I'm not sure. Aidan Flint was captain in centre-back. Um, Perry NG, I thought he was one that came in last year. Everyone was raving about him a little bit, uh, wing-back. Yeah. And obviously he's he's not playing because he's playing centre-backs there instead. So that's a bit confusing to me. And the other one I want to mention is um, Ruben Colwell. I think he's a youngster coming through at the club and everyone's quite excited about him as well. Uh, yeah. winger, winger playing on the left, I believe. I mean, he's been involved like the Wales squad as well, hasn't he? And, yeah. uh, Caldwell. But again, I obviously I don't doubt a choice watch Cardiff. Um, <laughs> but obviously I watch watch the Wales games, and even then I can't say I've seen a great a great deal of Caldwell. But he looks like he might potentially have something about him. And sometimes a derby match can, you know, where I, I was, name Joe Allen yeah, scored four in the derby and. Yeah, just want to say, Caldwell, like he's a young lad. If you chuck him on a pitch in a derby game, he's going to want a bit. Especially if he's a local, come from their academy, all, our, all the rest of it. Luckily, we've got a couple of them as well. So, Yeah. 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 Um, anyone else from Cardiff stands out to either of you two that you want to you wanna maybe have a look at? That might be somebody that causes us a little bit of an issue. I think uh, you just got, I think, you'll look at the centre halves again. Yeah. Like saying, it's perfect, again, like difference in two teams. If their goals are going to come from anywhere, it's either going to be, you know, if it's not Kiefer Moore, it's going to be set pieces near Flint and Morrison. So you've got to look at them two coming forward for set pieces. Yeah. That's, that's my main worry, actually. If I think about the game, I just think of the two seven-foot-12 centre-halves coming forward. Yeah, yeah. and set piece. we've conceded four from set pieces this season, which is kind yeah. of going down the route of, you know... Yeah. It seems to me, obviously, Cooper kind of rectified that problem a little bit. We were one of the better teams in the league like, defending set-pieces under him. But historically, when we've played this passing style of football, we've always been poor at defending set-pieces. Cardiff's strength is scoring them, so that is probably their big opportunity and something. I hope Morrison is injured or something, because obviously he didn't play against Reading. That would be a big boost for us, but I'm not really 100% sure why he didn't feature and whether he'd be back. Um that is something that we need to look out for. So having said that, like I would like to, you've got to play. Maybe he's got to think about who he plays in that centre back three. If Bennett's available just for the defending our set pieces, you know, being able to head the ball away, same as Cabango, I feel like he's got to be in there. Yeah. Minimum of the two. Yeah. Um, like yeah, for for me, I I put Cabango and Bennett in a straight away purely because physical presence, but. I'd, I'd find it very hard to drop Manning. Yeah. I know I know he's not going to have any sort of chance against like Kiefer Moore, Flint, any any of those boys. But he's been playing well. He seems to be suiting Martin's system really well. So that would be like my sort yeah. of back three anyway. But you could even move him over to left wing and play Norton. Obviously, if he wants to stick with Norton, looks like we've lost Lee. Sure yeah, he's gone. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure he'll be back now. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, Norton's another option. Like, if even if you put Man in left wing back, I mean, yeah. that's where he is naturally anyway. So yeah. he's back. There he's he is, back. man. There we are. He's oh, returned. Yeah. <laughs> Those watching or listening on Spotify, we, we briefly lost uh, Lee in our call, but he has returned. Just 
Just settle, settle in the nerves. We just say, yeah, like <laughs> Russell Martin's come out and said he likes playing Norton in the centre of the back three, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Calm ability on the ball, so maybe he will stick with him. And you could see Manning push to the left wing back role. But, like, you know, at the same time, Bidwell's physicality is probably good for this game. So that's a tough decision as well to drop. Yeah, him. I think, I think, uh, in all fairness to Martin, I think he's quite stubborn in the way he wants to play, isn't he? Like, he's not really going to change. So, I, I, if it was me, I agree with you too. I'd play Cabango and Bennett in there. But I got a feeling that he is going to be quite stubborn and just stick to the way he's playing. Like, maybe put Norton in the middle, which I don't really want to see in this game. But uh, I think, like, the, the type of game has got to dictate which three you play at the back. Because we said about it, didn't we, after the Fulham game, like... Norton was not the right person to play against Mitrovic. Not that he necessarily had like a really poor game, but just you know maybe having someone like Bennett in that middle there against Mitrovic, just a bit more experience of playing in that role against like a physical nine. But even just so when you've got with like Cabango, because Cabango struggled against. Yeah, him, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, put Cabango in the middle and move Norton out to the wider, you know, the wider position because he was struggling. So for me, I definitely play Bennett if he's fit against Kiefer Moore, just for that. You know, oh. presence in the air just to battle him physically. So, I, that, that's what I would do. But I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks with what he's been doing. Yeah. Yeah. So the defense is, I think, led is nailed on, and I think Hayes yeah. is probably nailed on as well at this point. So probably covered a bit of the well, the selection issues are there. I can't see Latibodia starting. I can't see Reese Williams probably getting in either. Um, no. Cooper probably not. I I, I think the, the people we discussed already are the ones that are going to be in line for the positions available there. Going into midfield, then obviously they've got the likelihood pairing of Rowles and Pack. Maybe Vokes might come in, um, but I would imagine it's between the three. Because you could say Bakuna, but he's been playing left winger, which I don't actually know what position he plays. Because I've seen him play right back, I've seen him play centre mid, and now I've seen him play left wing. So yeah, he's, a, he's a little bit of everything, isn't he? Yeah. Bakuna. Only know a lot, but yeah, they yeah. everywhere. Yeah, so I think Rallis and Pack is probably going to be their midfield. <sighs> Quite standard. I think we played against them a couple of times now. Uh, uh, yeah, Pack is a unit as well. Yeah, he is. But I think at the same time, if we can pass it well, we can probably play through him. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, he's going to put a couple of big tackles in and try and make himself. His presence felt, and that's up to us to be on on top of our game. We know what we want to do, so as long as we do what we want to do well in midfield, and it's going to be Downs and Grimes. Um, you know, the, the idea is, I guess, he doesn't have a sniff of the ball, so getting frustrated. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think that's what we done last season when we beat them up in up in Cardiff. I think one of their midfielders got sent off, didn't they? Um, was it Rouse? Might, might have been Rouse, was it? I yeah, it I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was two yellows. So again, yeah, it could could they, you know go down that same route? Obviously, we've been very good with our possession statistics at home. You'd imagine it would be going down the same route here, um, but it depends how fast they can transition into a counter because that has been an area of our concern. So in the midfield, it's got to work hard there. Obviously, they've been both of them been pretty good of coming down, collecting the ball. I don't think necessarily it's their fault. Uh, the midfielders in terms of the transition problems it's more about where our defenders are because usually the wing backs are pushed well well up and 
centre-backs, yeah. one of them might be a little bit higher than the other two, and then someone loses the ball, doesn't matter who it is, like Corey Smith playing in his right cam role, and all of a sudden <laughs> two passes and someone's running running through our centre-backs. So, and that's not necessarily, yeah, it's just, you know, teething problems and stuff with the way we play. We just need to look out for these issues a bit sooner, and I guess the people playing the bad passes... It will will improve in that regard as well. So I don't think it's much to discuss in midfield because I don't think there's going to be any changes. I I can't see there being being many changes. I think you've got to stick with you got to stick with Grimes and Downs. Got oh, to yeah. like I think at the beginning of the season there was a lot of people saying there's like too many similarities between them both, but now they've played more games together. There's like a much better understanding of things yeah. now. But like just stick with the stick with the pair of them. I do feel I a bit sorry for Felton. Go on, Lee. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say I gotta say, like so far, just how impressed I've been with Downs. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just been so good. I I agree with you. I know you're gonna say like about Fulton. I thought that Fulton would be in there with Grimes and Downs, and sort of be trying to push his way in. But since he's got in that squad, I mean, you can't like you just can't drop either of them at the moment. I I, I think Fulton is unlucky, but they've been playing so well those two together. Yeah. I just want to see a Downs massive tackle first minute. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing yeah, the he's Felton job quite in. well. I was going to say, yeah. you know, Felton would be good in this game, but if felt if if Downs can do his role anyway, then you know, obviously that's a good thing. Perhaps we will see Felton off the bench in the later stages. Um, and I mean, I'd, Downs I'd is more like... of him than Smith, to be fair. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Down, Downs is like um, that Jose Canyas guy, but he can play football. <laughs> yeah. you know, like he's that's that's what he is. He, he's got a little bit of bite in him. Like it don't matter if it's thirty seconds in or. You know, injury yeah. time. He he's not afraid to put something on on someone. You know, yeah. he'll have to do it. But again, with Fulton in a derby game, he's not exactly a bad option to bring off the bench. Is it like if you want to close a game out, or if you fancy? If you need him to go and put a massive yeah. tackling on, uh, you know, Marlon Pack in the middle of the, the field, then uh, he'll do it. Yeah. He'll do it. Yeah. I mean, he he showed that in the playoff final last year. I mean, <laughs> without, without without the same same outcome, obviously, but well, it could be the same outcome if we're three and up. It's fine. Oh yeah, just take one for the team and uh, just yeah, go and kill, uh, just go kill like Morrison. It's fine. Oh, I don't know. He's going to score a winner, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> That's it. He's going to win a winner. Um, yeah. So moving forward, then, um, we, well, it's a lot of our team discussed. We have the positive news. Russell Martin has said uh, it looks like Cham, Oberfemi. Uh, and we mentioned Bennett already should be back fit for this match. But having said about Cham and Oberfemi. Where do we go with an attack? Because obviously they're coming back for fitness. You don't want to necessarily rush them, especially into a game like this. However, I feel like I would love to see those two playing with Perot. But can you drop Patterson is another question. So where are we going in terms of the front three, Lee? Uh, oh, I don't know. I Like you said, I, I've said it in an earlier video we did as well. I'd love to see Oberfemi, Perot and Cham fully fit together as a three up top but like I you just can't drop Patterson at the moment. He's been brilliant. You'd argue he's been one of our best players all season. Um I think he's been I think he's been excellent. So if fully fit I'd definitely go and cham in there with Patterson behind Perot I think and Obafemi will come off the bench. Yeah. That's that's I think that's what I think uh we'll have to go with. As long as Cham is fully fit. Well obviously Perot scored five goals for us and Patterson has scored three. That's literally like all by one of our goals. Yeah. And Cham with the other. Yeah, I think 
and Lee is spot on there. Like, Oberfemi for me would be on the bench. If Encham is fully fit, I mean, we've seen what he can do. Got to play in a derby. And I think it's the goal we scored against Fulham and obviously Huddersfield as well. We've seen, like, Patterson and Piro can link up really well. It don't, it don't matter who gets on the end of it. Like, Piro's assisted Patterson, Patterson's assisted Piro. They both have a clear understanding of each other. So, for me, Encham, Patterson, Piro would be the three for me up top. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it probably will be those three. What I don't want to see is Corey Smith playing there, especially in this game. It's just no, no. you're not going to break I, him down. You are not going to break him down if you're going to play. No, there. no. I I like Smith. Like he's he's a, a decent player, but not not for a game like this. Like you said, it's just not. I'm not in that position ever. Like he's a decent player, <laughs> but he's not an attacking midfielder. He's not. No, he's uh, not. I just I'd rather him play like. Whitaker or Cullen there or Dander or someone just in that position rather than Corey Smith, especially at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cullen. If he's if if it's Corey Smith, just play Cullen. Like he's going to be on the bench, isn't he? And he's local. It's a sort of game. He needs to get a goal this season. Even coming off the bench, perhaps this could be the time. He desperately needs a goal. Yeah, right. Took words right out of my mouth. Desperately needs one. Like I've I've been like one of those. That like con- consistently sticks with with Cullen, but I- I'm not saying he's a terrible player, but he's because he's not. He's he's the furthest away from that. But he needs to start adding goals now yeah. to his game. You know, he's yeah. not he's not the youngster that everyone seems to think he is. Like he's not 18, 19. You know, he, he needs to be playing regular football where yeah. he is now. Yeah. And if he doesn't do it this season, I'm, he's probably going to have to jump ship. Well, you know? yeah. the likelihood is we're going to bring in more attackers, whether that's in January or in in the summer, under Russell Martin. Yeah. And he's, you know, you've got to put his hand up before that happens to make sure that he doesn't move down the pecking order, like Whitaker, for example. So, um, yeah. that's a that's a funny one, mind Whitaker, because I, if I if you had to give me the two, I would pick Whitaker over Cullen, but Cullen seems to be getting more more opportunities. See, I, I think Cullen works harder than Whitaker, and I know he got a lot of. You know, good reviews because he scored a hat trick in the Plymouth game. But I went there, and other than scoring the goals, he really didn't do that much. Which mm. I'm not criticising. You've got to be there to score the goals, and that's fine. And he's a, he's a fine player, but I can understand why he's not getting in the team. And we went to Brighton as well, and he didn't do anything in that game. Um, he had maybe one chance that he should have done a little bit better with. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because he hasn't had the most game time either. Um, but. You know, Russell Martin came out the other the other day and said Whitaker's fully aware of why he's not getting in the team, what he needs to do to improve, and he's been working hard to do that. And he did feature on the bench the next game, and he did come on even if it was for like three minutes. Yeah, but, uh, you know, maybe he'll he'll be on the bench this time. Be nice to yeah, like yeah, I agree with you. It'd just be nice to see more of him. I think like I know yeah, like he may bring Cullen on, but maybe he just deserves a bit more of a chance. Maybe like we we did see him a bit in the, this fixture last year, the home leg. He started didn't he? he had a bit of a he had a good game in the second half, especially, and he's probably our biggest attacking threat. Uh, obviously, a classic example where Cardiff led 1-0 from early on and was sat back defending. And under Steve yeah. Cooper, it was probably the most we looked like a Russell Martin team in terms of passing the football around and having a possession, uh, but we couldn't break him down. And I think he looked good and looked lively and was able to get on the ball and run a little bit at Cardiff because of the way they were dropping back. But obviously, against other teams so far this season, he, doesn't, he won't have that much space. Um, you know, because they're not defending a one-nil lead and sitting back as far, and that's where maybe 
he needs to do a bit better perhaps is what Russell Martin's thinking I, I guess I mean Steve Cooper didn't really play him that much either after that game he didn't feature very often off the bench and it's just another man yeah. doing the same thing so maybe you've got to ask the question why I mean the only other thing is really he was a typical Cooper signing when he was young and English yeah you know just saw Derby in a bit of trouble and just took him yeah, yeah. I mean Winter was talking about Cooper the other day wasn't he I haven't actually managed to read his comments about but he was talking about how it all ended, why he left, and how they all knew he wasn't going to stay. Have either of you two seen what he said? No, I, I haven't seen a round of it yet. No, I'll have to have a look and we'll discuss um, that in the next uh, in the next podcast. But um, yeah, he, he didn't exactly get his Premier League job in the end, you know. No, but, but he's uh, he's doing quite well so far at Forest, isn't he? Yeah, doing well at Forest, but it's, it's going to be a classic case now, isn't it, where he. Loses like five on the trot and comes up against us and then wins three in the forest. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be one of them, isn't it? When are we playing Forest? Um, in I think week before Christmas. I think so. They got time to have their honeymoon period end then. Eleventh of December it is. That's when it is. Yeah, plenty of time. Cooper, Cooper, um, honeymoon period will be way over then. Yeah, I, I hope. Okay, so. Can anyone actually do the double this season? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? The golden question again. Um, I think both teams are definitely capable of doing it. Um, but it's the thing. I mean, this derby has been going on for years and years and years, and it's it's hard to believe. Like uh, this has got this is uh, this is the only derby I think. Yeah. That where it hasn't. Had a double. I feel like it's soon enough you heard about. They probably won somewhere in some league somewhere, but yeah. It's all, oh, probably like, like, it, like in the Nice League or something, but <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy to think in it at like a professional level of football. Like, and considering like the vast history of this derby, there's been no. Yeah, and there's double. a lot of matches in there as well. A lot, a lot of it's been going for a while. Yeah. So. I want to say yes, but I feel like if it was going to happen, it would have been done by now. Like it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. It is going to happen eventually. It's like a tradition. Isn't it? yeah, it's got to come. I just hate how long it's been now because you just don't want to be the team it happens to. But this is the thing that this is why I'm glad we've got the home game first because if we win this game, it takes that pressure. Yeah, the... you can lose the second one. It's fine. I mean, you'd rather not, wouldn't you? Like, you'd rather not, but it makes. But you'd it rather so not easier. even more if you lost the first one as well. That's what I mean. So it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah, it could be. A, it could be a lot worse, couldn't it? It's, it's better when you win the first one, isn't it? Oh, much yeah, better. Kind of like, off, then. Look, even if we lose the second one, it's equal. That's that's yeah. the worst it can be. Equal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we kind of have had that the last couple of years. But then it's also frustrating that we don't take advantage. Like you know, I think it was a win and a draw in it, like um, the year before last. And yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's obviously you. No one can answer that question. I think it will happen one year. But like you know, no one even cares. Like yeah, it's nice to do the double of your rival, like Arsenal, Tottenham, forever, whatever. But when it's like just every you know a normal thing, no one really picks it up because this never happened. It's just one of them things that is never going to ever be forgotten. Oh, we were the first team to do the double, and it took us like hundred years. Like, if, just like, they, like, if it's them, they'll never let that drop. You know, like the FA Cup thing. 
Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. And all these wins they had in the Welsh in the Welsh Cup that bump up their win total. You know, we we love a good we love a good win against Britain Ferry, like don't we? You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just mental. But I guess, it's, I think it's because it's been going on for this long. Is that like you said? It's, it it is a big brag to say like you were the first team to do it after so many years. Yeah. The massive, so I, still, massive. I still can't believe it's never happened. It's mental to think it's never happened. Uh, it is. Well, I mean, going into this game, um, we we were home, and in October when Will Moss scored the header. So, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe Reece Williams more, should start then. A lone lone centre back, a lone centre back maybe, or Bennett. Imagine Bennett scoring in front oh, of the fans. That'd be cool. Like that. That would be good. Well, Cabango, wasn't he like sniffing? He's a Cardiff from boy, up isn't he? there. Yeah. He is from Cardiff. Yeah, he is, yeah. But I, he I was. Um... You know, just like do like the messy Kluka sort of thing, you know, scoring that end, like by the away end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Off. It's a shame Connor Roberts it wasn't here and couldn't have been him. Because that would be a good that, celebration. That would, that would have been a very good celebration. Very good celebration. More like Ollie McBurney back when he was here. And he never got to play in a derby. It's one of the things I was gutted about. Oh, he's in the um, he's in the crowd now, though, isn't he? Well, so. hopefully we will see him on Sunday. R- rallying the troops, if you like. I bet uh, Connor Roberts will be there as well. Unless Burnley are playing on Sunday, I'm not sure. But I can imagine he'll probably yeah, he's be there. Yeah, he's fit now, isn't he? So, has he played for Burnley yet? No, I don't think so. He's placed like the youth, um, like the under twenty threes and all that. But he's I don't think he's played the other day. So maybe he'll be back. He'll be on the bench or something. Yeah, he'll be back now. Yeah. Okay. Um, last part on this then, and we'll talk about a couple of other things before we finish. Score predictions and scorers. I'm going to put you on the spot, both of you. Oh, my camera's going funny again. Oh yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> you can go first for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh... It's going to sound like a politician's answer, but I think <laughs> I, I can't. I can't see anything else but nil nil. I just each other out like they're going to sit back everything. And yeah, we're not going to do the break them down. Everything like leading up to this says nil nil, so it's probably going to be eight all. But like, <laughs> I mean, eight all would be an exciting game. But like all the games that we played this season, teams have sat back at home. We can't break them down. We can't score goals. We we draw nil nil. Well, Cardiff. We know what's going to Yeah, we know what's going to happen with Cardiff. They're going to come down. They're going to sit in and wait for a set piece. So I just think it's. I I can only say nil nil, but I hope I'm wrong. Okay, Lee doesn't have any goal scorers then because he's uh, been boring. <laughs> Jordan, it's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for Cardiff to go one nil up, and then that'll be a score half time. One nil Cardiff. And then we win the game 2-1. That's what I'm going to go for. Nice. Uh, Perot. Yeah. Sorry, go on. What was you going to say? I was just had to take that. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, Perot to get one. But I reckon it'll be like two late goals. Like I reckon Perot will get one last 10 minutes or so. And there'll be, there'll be like a scrappy goal somewhere. And I think we'll get it. So the that's what I'm going to go The keeper will come up and, uh, and talk, uh, get over the line. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, like if you got you've got like a Mac Ryan sort of like just on the edge of the area, Hamer's up in a box, does releases like his inner Allison, that'd be great. But oh, my deal. I don't know. I I fancy it to be a scrappy late winner. Like I I want to say two one Swansea, and that that is what I will go for. But 
when the game comes, I, I just think that that's just going to go either way, you know. Like, I, but I, I fancy like a scrappy, scrappy late winner from someone. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm going to maintain what I've said. Cause I was on the um, Sky Sports EFL podcast for short clip the other day, and I've, I've set a score there, so I feel like I'm locked in now. <laughs> what I, did you say? I, I said two nil. Never change your bet. I said two yeah, nil no. to the Swans. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Joel Perot will get one and Mac Rhymes as well. Nice. That's Maybe tasty. Free yes, that's... In. That would be nice. Um, I, feel, well, I feel like I ruined the whole thing now by saying no, no. no you're probably yeah. going to be right now. If anyone's going to be right, it's more likely to be the you. Best, the best thing that can happen for this game, though, is for the Swans to score early. Yeah. Then we'll have, really a, we'll have a totally different game then. If the Swans score early. Because Cardiff are going to have to come out and come at us. Yeah, and if Cardiff score early, it's. Uh, and shut the, up and shop. the longer they go being shit, if they're going to be shit and shut up shop and don't look like scoring, the fans are going to get on their back because they're already on the board's back because of Mick McCarthy. They want him gone. The fans want yeah. him gone. They're sick of appointing the same cliche manager. Like the fans have actually turned on the board for appointing the same boring style. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, they probably won't care for one day if they win the game, but the bigger picture is they are on the board's back about it, so they did want him gone before this game. Um, so the longer they go, if they are struggling in the game or if they're sitting back, they don't look like they're coming forward, making any chances, um, which, you know, I'm hoping they don't make chances, but they could. Maybe they, they surprise I us. I'm just Maybe they will surprise us, but the fans, I think, will get on their back a little bit, even though it's a derby. I think they're, yeah. they're going to start getting think... agitated. I think he will go if uh, they don't win this game. So that's a bit of added pressure for him yeah. and uh, the team. That might filter down into the team. But, but then again, I think... Yeah, but he's he's quite good at... I, to my knowledge, I think he's uh, he's played... he's Well, he's managed in quite a few derbies, isn't he? So he might yeah. be ready for it. Yeah, um, he beat I think us in the like, first one, didn't he, last year? He beat us. Well, yeah. Well, there we go. And he's done I don't it, know if he cares about this job, like, like The fans that I've been seeing about and speaking to they were like you know he doesn't even come and acknowledge the crowd on an away day or even at home like you don't really you know you don't go thank the fans for traveling and stuff like that so they're all very annoyed at um, how he's his body language and his um the way he is there at the club they're not happy with him at all so it doesn't maybe look like it's the best fit right now but they give uh, they gave him a massive contract though didn't they i was really they gave him well, the think... job till the end of the season last year didn't they and then didn't they give him like a really long contract? I think contract? that's part of why everyone's so annoyed because he's, he's kind of like, that's why he's still you, really. He's diff- yeah, like he must... probably holding on as long as they can, hoping that he yeah. turns it around because it's going to cost a bit of money to get rid of him. <laughs> must be rubbing his and hands. And he hasn't been spending really either, so. Like, that's the thing with, uh, with McCarthy, isn't he? Like, he signed a, a pretty decent contract. I mean, if he loses a derby, he's in the money, isn't he? He, he oh, is yeah. like, money. But yeah, he thinks I know, exactly I know. then. Nice payday. Don't bother him. He's like you know coming to the tail end of his career. He's had a lot of jobs. Yeah, probably not bothered. Yeah. You know, it's like Steve Bruce. The sack him is eight million or something ridiculous. Like eight million. Like <laughs> Steve Bruce. He's laughing and he just for that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's oh, just the fact that me, he got on. that job. Like he's just like yeah. I, I mean yeah, whatever. Or what the fans are saying is probably right. That's, uh, that's a drop in, drop in the water for the new owners, aren't it? Eight million. Oh, I know. But me personally, I want to see Bruce stay at Newcastle purely because I would find it brilliant if he spent something like 60 million on someone like Chris Wood 
or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think <laughs> yeah. it'd be great. Do you know what? You know what I mean? Freddie Woodman might not be there for too long now. The new owners come in when they sign like a world class goalkeeper. I said, oh yeah, cool. yeah, true, true story. Anyway, I saw this. I, I saw this thing, and it was like um, Newcastle's potential starting eleven. Obviously, it had like all the Harlands and Bappes, but it was like the midfield was something like De Bruyne, Pogba, Shelby. I mean, like, <laughs> you're gonna, gonna keep Shelby. <laughs> Shelby's just going to be spraying them passes from uh, from midfield. You will. I, I you will have a little bit. Does he even still play? Does he get in the team? I don't even know. I don't watch him very often. You ain't going to know. Not after the next couple of windows. You won't know. But I, I, I didn't mind Shelby. No, I didn't. I, I, I feel like he was kind of pushed out of the club, and because he's a hot head, the picture fit the story. Then that he could easily say like, oh, he was a hot. He was, you know, a bit of a yeah, maverick yeah. and all this. And obviously, he had that argument at Oxford with the fans. Well, he, well, I mean, he was telling them, wasn't he? He was saying, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And let's be honest, who's laughing now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he was completely I think right. right. He was completely right. I we like Shelby. Monk, Monk got a tune out of him, didn't he, last season? And the yeah. Monk, he was outstanding. Oh, he yeah. was just unbelievable. And that's why it was weird when he went, because like he was literally a mainstay in that in that uh, midfield. Remember he came out and said, oh, we could push for Champions League this year. We had an international break, and then we lost like <laughs> yeah, all yeah. our games. Um, but, but he got <laughs> suspended for yellow cards as a match out, and then never came back into the match day squad until the Oxford game or whatever, which was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Like He was literally undroppable from the starting lineup, and he didn't even get back on the bench. Obviously, yeah. Hugh Jenkins was like, yeah, I'm cashing in on him. Basically, and that's you know, why when did... he went over and argued with the fans, that's probably what he was on about. I mean, how much did he even go for in the end to uh, Newcastle? Eight to ten million, something like that. I want to say. Yeah, the profit on him, man. But good player, good player yeah. on his day. One of those, he's a on his day player. Yeah, and why would you try against Oxford in the League Cup when you know you go in? Why would that's you think? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's there's two arguments really, and like the other argument is you're on all that money, you could at least like well give it a go. The other argument is if you know you're going to go the following week. It doesn't right, matter well. how much money you're on if you're unhappy in your job, you're not going to give it your all. It's true, very true. Money is just a number on paper. It's like whoever wants to give you that much, that's their fault, not your fault. Of course it is. Of course so, it is. I I don't think that that means you have to like. I'm not I'm not saying he shouldn't try as hard as he could, but in any job with anyone. If you're not happy, you're probably not going to work as hard as you would if you loved your job, and that's just yeah. Like, but that's normal. Yeah, but it's this different. If I if I don't work hard in my job, I get sacked. Yeah, I know. But like, if he's told already you're got... leaving, then yeah. Like, if you're told, yeah, you go in. You go. You yeah, yeah. It's different. You know it's different I mean? if you're told. Yeah, it's different yeah. if you're told you're leaving. Yeah. yeah. You no, know you go in. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not like this is in regards to this situation and that game because obviously he knew at that point that he's being shipped out. And it does, and he did come out in an interview afterwards and say, like he basically was forced out because they needed, they needed money. And Hugh Jenkins came out in an interview a couple of months after saying the sale of Shelby kept them in the green. I mean, season. it would, it would be great if you know the real world worked like football, didn't it? Like, say for example, you work at Morrison's, you're absolutely get <laughs> your job, and you get a transfer to Aldi or something. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Like, you know, you got a job lined up the following week. But yeah, so, uh, you're going out on loan for some experience, right? You can go down CKs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're not. Um, I mean, other other shops are available. Just uh... yeah, no offense to CKs. Like, no, they do some nice. They got a nice bakery in CKs. Get a pair, it's good. 
<laughs> up, oh, up, up, up and coming, they play they play some good stuff in the lower leagues. Get good experience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've got two questions uh, I want to ask before we finish on the Cardiff stuff, and then there's a couple of news points to just check out there before we finish. But um, favorite derby moment and your worst derby moment. Um, to give you one sec, well, ten seconds to think about that, and then I think I'm going to go to Lee first. So, what's your favorite derby day moment? I'll tell you what, I'll start with mine to give you a little bit more thinking time. Go on in. So mine is, and it's probably a briefer history than yours, um, especially in person, because I've never never managed to get a ticket, which sucks to say. But it's you know it's very hard in these games because everyone comes out of the caves. That doesn't <laughs> seem to bother one to go to the others, but you know. Anyway, um that Pablo Hernandez th- threw ball to I think it was oh, Wayne Routledge in the three nil win for Gary Monk's first game. That was just special. That was a special goal. Yeah. The stunning, stunning pass outside the foot. He completely just yeah. took everyone apart. He just split stunning. the defence, literally. Like, it was literally like the parting of the water. Like Moses. Pablo. I mean, yeah, if, I, if I remember, it, it was like very quick after half time. Yeah, it, like, he got brought time. on. He got brought on as like a cam, which we'd never played him there before. Subbed on for Marvin Emnes. Hmm. And, uh, Quality. That that whole derby was class, wasn't it? That's saying Routledge scoring as well. Yeah, Routledge scored that Cam. goal, and then it was like Boney and I think Dyer scored. Dyer, Dyer scored a header. Yeah. But that's that's my favourite moment. Um, I think the worst derby moment is actually I did have tickets for one. Um, <sighs> it was the one that Craig Bellamy scored in the home game. Oh, but yeah. listen, no. but I didn't actually go to the game because. I got the tickets. I was going to go with my uncle, and then um, a last-minute trip with my engineering class in college to Disneyland to like have some classes up there on how they design the rides and stuff came about, and um, I ended up going on that. So I had to miss the derby. So I was gutted at the time because I never been to a derby. Got tickets, and I was excited, but obviously couldn't go. But then we lost. So as much as it was the worst moment for not going, I guess in hindsight it was uh, a missed, a missed, a missed. Uh, you know, what's the word? Dodge the bullet. The dodge the bullet there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's my two. So leave where you go. I think a favourite one for me has got to be the the Jordi Gomez free kick because that was my first derby. That was I didn't really know what to expect. I was a bit younger. I just didn't know what to expect in a derby, and it was just it was carnage because it was the first one for years as well. That was we had swans and like we we quite spoiled now because we get quite a food, don't we? Um, you know, bar like when we were up for a bit, but um, that was the first one in years, and that was my first one, and it was just yeah, it was carnage. And the the Gomez free kick, that was class. That's got to be my favourite one. Worst one, I was going to say the Bellamy one because I remember that he scored an absolute screamer, didn't he? In all fairness, it was such a good goal. Sorry, that was a bit of a painful one, but the the worst one ever has got to be Colker's header. Oh yeah, just shot, mm. just in the Premier horrific. League, and that was the, that was horrific. literally the day that Michu's career got ruined as well. Yeah, horrific. Yeah. They injured never I the think, same since. As a just as a side note as well, though, the um, I went to the last away game with um, with fans. It was the January, and Brewster made his debut, and we drew nil nil. But it was just one of the it was just the best atmosphere I've ever been in. I think in that away end, like Roden was there and McBurney and. Baker Richardson and it, it was carnage. It was nil nil, and Selena hit the post. And if that had gone in, the roof oh, would have come off. Was that Cardiff? That, 
Yeah, oh my god, it was just the the best atmosphere I've ever been in, and that way end Bruce that game. made his debut in the Cardiff game. Yeah, I was just he just signed on loan, and that was his debut. They put him straight in the starting lineup. Yeah, but and that, that was that was when we could have. Yeah, you know, I think they hit the post in that one as well, didn't they? Yeah, I they I Patterson at the bar at the end, you know, someone yeah at the bar at the end. Yeah, but it was, yeah, just for atmosphere that way end was absolutely rocking that day. I, just, I think yeah. I watched that one in Hogarth's. I think. <coughs> um, George. First derby I ever done was Emnes at Cardiff. So when nice. we won, when yes. one nil. Caltiro. So, oh yeah, that was, that was my first experience of uh, of a derby day. So, purely for the fact it was my first derby game, it, it goes straight up there, and the fact that it was a win as well, and it was a really yeah. good goal by Emnes. So that for me, like, tops it. Yeah. The worst was we actually won the game, right? We actually won the game, but it was the game when Wilmot scored against Cardiff back in 2019. Remember when the S Ridge ran out and the ball fell to Routledge used by the halfway line and he took a shot on? Yeah. Uh, he missed. But purely because it's Routledge and the scenes that would have happened if that goal uh, had gone. Yeah. It's, that for me is like, I, I know you could pick any sort of like, you could pick Corker being like former Swans player, first Welsh derby in the Premier League like and he's, he scores the win. So, like he was a bit of a, like, a marauder and then he found a home here. So, yeah. And and the fact he, he was once a Cardiff City loney as well, I think it would have just topped it. Yeah. I would have been. It's like a, it's like the biggest what if moment. And if that game, I, well, I don't know. We only won that one nil because we battered them in the second half. Like there was a couple of times we were literally through like two on one that we managed to bottle it every single time. I think Selena um, missed like yeah. two sitters in that game. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, I missed that one. I was on a stag do that weekend in Poland. Oh, I, it was, it was that weekend. It was the most comfortable one nil for a derby ever, honestly. Like I watched it, I actually watched that one at the guy in work with me who was a Cardiff fan at his house. <laughs> with oh, another gosh. with another guy. It was me and him them and two Cardiff fans. And uh, you know, I had a briefing about, you know, we'll we keep it civil or whatever, you know, let's not go over the top, whatever happens. <laughs> and I just remember jumping up off a sofa when Wilmot said I went in and everyone just looking at me like, Oh yeah, sorry, I'll just sit down. <laughs> there was a couple of people with us because we were going somewhere afterwards that aren't interested in football, so they just like to like watch the banter between us, and they were all just found it hilarious because you know we were in and away. Well, you know the enemy's house, if you like. And uh, I was uh, that was brave in all fairness to watch it with two Cardiff fans, but you got the you got the reward there. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. You, you'll never keep it civil, will you? Like if I mean if. The swans go one up. You're not just gonna sit down and clap, are you? Like right. you are. You are gonna get up and oh, no. go nuts, like you know. I gotta. Um. I get. I. I. I do try and be civil in work because all all the people I work with, the Cardiff fans, like all of them. So I gotta try and be level-headed or get sacked probably because they're all. Yeah. So many Cardiff fans. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh yeah, good game, yeah, wonderful, yeah. I try and do the odd, um, you know, the odd little sly dig, but it doesn't go down very well. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. You got got to be careful. You got to be careful. Like you don't know who's around, and then that's it. But <laughs> impossible to say so. Well, impossible, <laughs> impossible. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, some good, well, some positive sort of news, if you like, coming from that game. So, Cardiff and Swansea will both use the game on Sunday to deliver a strong anti-racism message. Okay, so both sets of players as well as officials are going to warm up. Um, in a show racism, the red card Camry t-shirt. 
there's been a couple of incidents, I think, lately, especially with Swansea players, where there's been a bit of racism. So it was nice to see, as much as we're rivals on the pitch, a little bit of a coming together with a message that is bigger than you know what the rivalry is at the end of the day. So look out for that, you know, if you're going to the game, and obviously be sure to show your support to a good message when they're displaying these t-shirts and and this message. And the last thing I want to mention as well is a little bit of news. Um, Rumours, I should say, more than news. Swansea have been linked with a midfielder from Harrogate Town. So you might be thinking, like, oh, is this like a prospect? But it's actually a 24-year-old midfielder, and his name is, let me just get it for you, Alex Patterson. Um, I can't say I've ever heard of him personally before. You were saying he scored a couple of goals, weren't you, George? Yeah, like I... I stumbled across it earlier. I said like four or five goals, or, or was it four or five assists? I, yeah, I it's can't. five goals and two assists I got here in ten games this season. Yeah, but it's it's like I was saying. Um, to be fair, you made a very good point when we talked about it. But I, I was saying like it's not like he's a seventeen, eighteen year old prospect. If you're like twenty four, you should really be like if you are going to go into the championship, you should be in and around the championship. Let's say and not down. That low, if you've got the capability well, well, of doing it. Harrogate. I don't even know what league they're in. They're in League Two, aren't they? Oh, hang on. Yeah, they're in League Two. I think oh, they're sign in him League up, two. Guys. Sign him up. It's fine. I've got a completely different view now. Yeah, yeah but obviously, in. what I was yeah, saying yeah. is like the likes of Jamie Vardy and even Jamal, Jamal Lowe came through that route when yeah, he was yeah, a bit yeah. later on and coming through. Get like, him in for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been. Um, he's been. He's been eyed up by a couple of teams, as Barnsley, Blackpool, Hull, Luton, monitoring him. Um, he's actually come from Middlesbrough's sort of youth setup, I believe, and he did spend some time at Wickham Wanderers the last two seasons, but he only made 23 appearances in those two years. So, I mean, Wickham came up last season, he didn't really get on the pitch in a championship for them, and then they got relegated. And obviously, they were in League One the year before. It's 21 appear- 23 appearances over the last two seasons for them. Maybe he just didn't suit the, the the setup there. I don't know. Or maybe there was injuries. But I guess his stats of five goals, two assists, and ten games this season is good. We'll see. I don't know if he's like a centre mid or more of attacking player. Um, I, th- I think that's what it boils down to. And like, if he's just a standard centre mid, stacked. If it's yeah. um, if it's an attacking style midfield, then it's a little bit different. Like if like when January comes around, I'd like to see us go back in for that Fosu guy if uh, if we can. But yeah. Um who knows? I mean my my opinion's changed this guy now. He's not down in you know the lower national league well, somewhere. He's not but, playing yeah. in the Neath League so uh, he's not play he's not coming up against uh you know Britain Ferry and Tarna and all that. Tarna, so. yeah. Kimla. <laughs> Kimla, you know. To be fair, I, I I used to play for Tarna, so you know I used to think Kimla was like Really, you know, back in the like under like fourteens probably or something in the twelves. <laughs> and oh, I played really? for Tonner actually in the under sixteens, but um, we were very oh, nice. good. We could barely get eleven players. Oh God! Always on to a high. <laughs> didn't when you turn up to eleven, aside from nine players. Oh God! I, mean, yeah. I think I think the best thing about like playing in those like niche leagues is that the more hungover the team you were playing against, the better they performed. Like they just seem to be play play better when they were hangover, like Cannibal and their system, and they're like messy. That's the best way to go. I um, <laughs> I, I, only, I only played in uh, in the Swansea league, but my um my dad's from that area. He was from Longford, so we yeah. had a friend, preseason friendly once against Longford, and uh, I scored against them. So I I live I live on that now. Every time I speak to my dad, I live on it. Uh well, 
Classic. Right. Anyway, anything else from you guys before you wrap up? Oh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, just uh, just a shout out to Routledge, I think, in his retirement oh, in yeah. the Derby week. Yeah. This is Derby for week Routledge. for Routledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my my um my good moment or bad moment in the Derby might change after this weekend, but. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, I think I think that's everything from yeah, me. Yeah, anyway. I think the one uh, thing was um, obviously if you are going to the game, be aware of the fact you're going to need a COVID pass now. Um, completely on yeah. the government's ruling, nothing to do with the club. Uh, if you are not sure about what the situation is, it's now basically law in Wales, so the club have to abide by it because of the amount of people that are going to be at the venue. So there's the certain rules, and they have to abide by it. Um, but I would just say maybe go a little bit earlier than where you would normally go because I don't know what the system's going to be in terms of checking all of this new yeah. stuff. Definitely. So just just bear that in mind. I found the season already like has been massive queues like right up until like kickoff. So add in that it's a sellout and add in you might have to show a COVID pass as well. Just yeah, don't even bother either. trying to get a pint of harvester. That's what I would say. No, I don't even bother doing Take that. Your own anyway. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get in early. Better. Yeah, we get in early. Yeah, well, off to the pub for me, and I think Jordan's very soon to go to the pub, is it? So uh, we'll be celebrating. Yeah, I'm going to be off to the pub. I'll be off to the pub. Celebrating or crying elsewhere. (laughs) Um, And on that note, um, thanks for coming on, boys. It's been good having you both, as usual. Hopefully, we'll be discussing this in a couple of days' time, and we'll be full of ecstasy and excitement and loving life. But until until then. If I'll not, we'll speak to you in about three months. It'll be our not, next video. Uh, the channel will go into a mid-season break. And, <laughs> and, and, nah, we'll, we'll be back. We'll dissect the game. We'll uh, discuss what happened anyway, regardless of the result. So we'll look look forward to that. And we shall see you in the next one. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with everything. Hit the uh, bell icon if you want to get a notification for every time we upload on YouTube. And like as well, because that helps more people see our stuff. And don't forget to say in the comments when you let us know what your best and worst Derby Day moments were as well. We love to read your comments. We'll try and reply to as many as we can. Um, And yeah, that's about it from me. So see you next time. Thanks for watching or listening. See you soon. Cheers all. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.